It's unbelievable. The Manal is worried about every mamish, every prat, prat to prat. You know, the Chavetz, behind him is Masbi, the Chavetz Chaim, it's a Tzvein. So he said, Ovi, it says, Ovi, Ovi, Rechav Yisrael, when Elio Anovi went up to Shemaim, so Elisha's Talmud says, Ovi, Ovi, Rechav Yisrael. To the Alkachemani, he says, Ovi, Vimi. That's the Lashon of the Alkachemani. So Bianca was a young man then, in Sitzvein, when the Chavetz Chaim was Niftar. He was masked with the Chavetz Chaim. He always used to say over this, he himself said over the Hesper he gave on the Chavetz Chaim. He said, he said on the Chavetz Chaim, the Tata is worried about the Gashmias, the Ruchmias, Peteva. When the Mama is worried about the Gashmias, says the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim given Beda. That's what Elisha said about Eliyahu Novi. He was my father and my mother. He, he worried about both. He worried about he was my father and he was my mother. That's all bizarre. If Shmuel Zechenel of Rach used to always tell me Shmuel Feivelson that, that that's the way Rebaran was with him. That Rebaran was was always worried about his forget his, his ruchnis. What about his gashmis? When he moved to St. Louis, started a yeshiva there. So Rebaran asked him six questions about how he's misyashiv, his family, how does his wife like it, how does it? And then Mazel Tzachmet the yeshiva. That was the so Baruch Hashem we have such a manal. Just a couple of words before the Olam takes this little uh, sick. Last night by the Sima Shona, so we asked the question, what's the shaykhis between the Gimel Mitzvahs that we have in the Pausha, which the Medrash says was a tikkun for the Chet of the Miraglam, what's the shaykhis to the Chet of the Miraglam? Right? Chalo, Nesochim, and Tzitzis. What's that? How does that work as a tikkun for the Chet of the Miraglam? Chazal say it was a tikkun. What's a tikkun to the Chet of the Miraglam? So I'll tell you a machshove, which I came to this conclusion many years ago based on the Svasemes, and has a lot of shaykhs over the next, because right now we're going to have a couple of days of a little, little bit perech ba'avir. Then we're going to takabi perech ba'avir. And then we're going to be in another whole Medina. And then after that is weiter do perech. Not Pahavir, but also Pereach. For, for after, for the end of this man, for Chodesh Av. So there's a lot to think about when you're out of Yeshiva, out of the regular structure of Yeshiva. Another horror that I was aiming on this week, I asked this to the graduating class, Hayitochen, that the Miraglam fell into such a chet. Even after the Negis. So we don't. The Zohar HaKadosh asked the question, how could it be that the Miraglam did such a chet? It's not Shaykh, how can we understand such a thing? The answer is they had Nagiya. Okay, but after the Nagiya, would any of you, do any of you hold you be Roy to do such a chet? That the Abish, the Kum, the Abish, the says, I'm taking you to Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to conquer the land, and I'm, I'm not talking about Miraglam, I'm talking about any of you. Do you hold that you would have gone to Eretz Yisrael and come back and said, Mekendish? Imagine such a thing. Imagine a guy goes to Abchaim with a Shiloh. Abchaim says, okay, this is what you should do. He, says, he walks out and goes, what? He says, I'll be happy. He's not happy. Maybe he needs to learn some Musa, but happy curse he's not. Right? 
Chaim tells him to, 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 it's a good idea to take this job, and he says, not Again, I'm not giving him a, an award. Yeah? But, a koifer is not. A koifer baker is not. Not a koifer. Maybe he's a tipish, maybe he's not a tipish, maybe you can start saying what he is. Oh, but a koifer baker is not. If the Abish that says, go in and I'm going to conquer it for you, and you say, you're a koifer baker. So, is any, does anybody in this room feel that if a God Lador told you something, that you would walk away and go, it's not Shaykh. He said it. So with the Nagir, fine, with the Nagir. Even with the Nagir. So they had an ulterior motive. But how did they do such a Shaykh? The Nagir is telling us the motivation. I understand. I'm sure many of you have had motivation to do something that you feel is not right. And then there's a part of you, the human part of you that goes, okay, but I'm not going to do it. Attack Avatayva to do it. I'm not going to do it. So what's Pshat? So I'll tell you what the Machshove you could say here is like this. The Chidor, in his famous Seifa al Chadre Botan, one of the very Chosh of his form that he wrote al he brings down a fascinating Medrash. The Medrash says that after the Chet of the Miraglam, when the Jews were Chayiv Kli, they were Chayiv Misa for what they did, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembered that Sorimenu was 90, and Avram was 100 when Yitzchak was born. And that was a kapora for them. That was a, that was a, a sanyeger. That somehow was Melamed Tzchus and Klai So the Chidor is a big arichas. What's the shaykhaz to the Chet of Mirad? What's after that? I think my boy said a pshat you could say is like this. The emesis that when we were in the Midbar, in a sense, we were living mamish on a madrega shen kamoyo. We're living on a madrega shen kamoyo. We were living on a level. Nobody had to worry about parnasa. Nobody had any tirdas. No gashmias. No macholos asuras. Right? No hurhurim royim. Right? No trips to Miami. Mamish. Tahara. Tahara sakoyinesh. Mamish, the cap of Shalakodesh Bor. Now we're going into Eretz Yisrael, everything is going to be Teva. I have to fear Muhammad. The Torah tells us many, many times don't learn from the Yeshvei Haaretz. Don't learn from the people in Eretz Yisrael. In, in the Midbar, we Mamish were surrounded with, with Kedoshim and Torah, the Dordea. So there's definitely a starker Matzav to say, for a person to say, Mechtesa. Why go to Eretz Yisrael? In Ruchnius, I'm saying. In Ruchnius. Mechtesa, what's the rush to go to Eretz Yisrael? Tremendous Yetzirah to do that. That's number one. Now, Vada, you have the Nagia pulling you also. You have the Nagia. You're scared. You have all these other things. But the Emma says that the Midbar really wasn't the Spitz, what the Rebbe wanted from Klai that's not what Hashem wants from us. Hashem doesn't want us to be standing by Har Sinai with Koilus and Brokham the whole time. The Bernashim wants we should integrate the Kedusha of the Torah into every element of our lives. Every element. We had when we closed on the yeshiva many, many years ago. 
Nathan, I'm sure you remember this like yesterday. In the, in the office, in Ruben Ortenberg's office in Safran. So something, was one element of it that bothered me very much. Before the closing, so we had a couple of meetings with the attorneys and this and that. We bought this property, it was a very expensive, it was $550,000. Now it's a joke, right? But then, $550,000. It's a lot of money. There was a Matia, 13 and a half acres. Helen Hayes' estate. Helen Hayes, was this was her makam. She had an art studio in the dormitory. Right? This is Mamish, this was her makam. $550,000. So the attorney, this Ruben Ortenberg, who was a secular person, who had clearly an axe to grind against from a, pe- from a mention. He had, he had bad experiences, let's put it that way. So he made a comment before the closing, when we were negotiating, he said, these chevra, these guys, these meaning these orthodox, they got to come to the closing with bags of cash. You hear what he said? They're going to come to the closing, you know, they're going to have bags of cash. You know, the orthodox. He didn't say it as a compliment. And I was laughing inside of me, saying, well, we're going to come to the closing with bags of cash. Halavai, we should have a check. What do we have? Going to come to the closing with bags of cash. But this was his comment. New, this guy had nevur. This guy was a shtickle novi. Why? Because the day before the closing, we were still like $50,000 short. We were more like... So one of the people involved in the yeshiva, this is going back a lot of years ago. This is 26 years, whatever. This is many, many years ago. One of the people involved with the yeshiva had a dentist appointment. He's sitting in the dentist's chair while the dentist is drilling his teeth. And he's talking to him about that he's involved with a yeshiva. That this dentist rather didn't have any association with the yeshiva. He didn't have a kid here, he didn't have a nephew here. No shaykhah's yeshiva. Turned out that this dentist ended up becoming a shver. His son-in-law learned here in the yeshiva. His three sons ended up learning yeshiva. But at that point, moment, that dentist, dentist had nothing to do with the yeshiva. Okay, he knew nothing of the yeshiva. wasn't from Forche, he didn't know me, he didn't know nothing. But he had a guy in the, in the, in the chair with his tooth being drilled. And the guy goes, oh, no, I'm not with the yeshiva. And they, tomorrow morning, they're, they're still, they're still $50,000 short. This is like 5 p.m. The bank's closed already. And the closing is the next morning. The guy goes, I'll, I'll give you what you need. I'll, I'll lend it to you. He gave him a bag of $50,000 cash. <laughs> so we came to the closing. It was Miskayan. It turns out that that lawyer, so I'm, why am I telling you? It turns out that this lawyer at the end of the day, he really softened up. And he, his experience with Yeshiva Baruch Hashem was excellent. He had an excellent experience with Yeshiva. But he laughed by the, clo- by the closing. That was the... That was, what? No, but I'm just saying he, he, his, his attitude towards yeshiva his attitude towards yeshiva changed because of the whole the process, the way we worked with the whole with, with Lusby, his, his whole he even told me, he said I have to tell you you renewed my feelings towards other. So what am I saying? Our avoider is that Jews should walk around Goyim should walk around and say it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to work with these people. Not these guys, they're going to come in. These guys, they're going to... That's our job. That's the mission of the Torah. 
is to integrate that. And here you have Mamashiv in the Hapachu. The guy, this, this attorney, the one thing he had in his head was, these guys are going to walk in with bags. That was his, that's a given Zayn Musik. That was his Musik. Turned out we weren't late on any payments with the Lusby, that, that mortgage, which he was very, because they gave us owner financing for part of it. And Baruch Hashem, I think the yeshiva was Zaycha with him to make a Kiddush Hashem, with, with, with our experience with him. The emissary is what the Miraglim failed to understand, is that in Eretz Yisrael, where we have an opportunity to integrate the Torah into the Gashmias, that's a higher Madrega than the, than the Midbar. That's a bigger Madrega. The Midbar, Mon Menashemayim, is not as good as Chaleh. Mon Menashemayim is a Shail, even if they made a Brich Sanenim on the Mon, it's a Shail in the Achreinim. But even if they made a Brich Sanenim, you can't be Makayim a Mitzvah with, with Mon Menashemayim. Lab Hashemayim, literally. It's a Mitzvah Yisbaraz. The Mayim that came out of the rock, Givaldi, Givaldi. But on the Mizbeach, you have Nesachim. On the Mizbeach, with the Gashmias of the water, you have Nesachim. Simlos Chazal say the Beged was a Beged Ruchni. The clothing was a clothing of Ruchni. Right? There's Taka Medish Tanchumah says there was no Chiv Tzitzis. It was a Ruchni as Tikkun Begadim. It was self-laundered, it self-cleaned, it never tore. It the Begadim was. But Lamai said, it's a higher madrega to have regular begotten. So, what the Miraglam failed to understand, that what they fell into, what they fell into, that alone was the tikkun of these mitzvahs. These mitzvahs are megala to us. That the biggest madrega is not mon, the biggest madrega is chala. And the biggest madrega is not water coming out of Iraq. The biggest madrega is Nisuchamayim. That's the biggest madrega. And the biggest madrega is not to have a magic beggar, it's to have a beggar that also wants it. That's the spitz madrega. That is the highest madrega. And that's why those are the mitzvahs that are found after the Chetam Rangel. Nervous. Klau Yisrael never had a connection to Teva. So that's what the Medrash is saying that. Would, uh, Yitzchak Avinu was born that's a limut schus on the miragel that they never they didn't readjust they, they didn't readjust to the to what, what was supposed to be in Eretz Yisrael that was a, a limut sanguri on, on Klal Yisrael what I'm telling you is that if you were in the midbar it's not so partial that you wouldn't have fallen into the same trap first time I'm going to get a midbar what if they go to Eretz Yisrael everything is going to be worse over there I'm talking about Ruchmi is one what do we have to kriha right over? So Rabbi said, there's two mesechtas you have to think about when you leave these walls, these mechitzas. Number one, avada, you have to think about being mechazek, you're learning. Because if you don't make shtarka kabolas, as you go now into the summer, everything could just fall apart. Much of your accomplishment of the year could fall apart. One of the reasons why the yeshiva put so much kreches into this program, this year we put more kreches than probably all the years put together. We, I don't mean me, I did very little. I'm just saying others, other than myself, put tremendous kreches into this. I'm talking about endless hours. Endless hours. I'm sure the Menahal put tremendous amount of time. I could tell you the Sagan Menahal put in tremendous time. I could tell you Mr. Berman put in tremendous time. I'm sure that Rubin Sian put in tremendous time. 
It's not to be believed. So that's first of all, the Olam should appreciate it. He's already my regular from the door there. He's in the midball. It's not on him. He's a pshat in him. He's him. I don't know pshat. Still, I don't know pshat. pshat. But the reason is because if you don't make starka kabbalas that the summer should be have Torah in it and with goals, every one of you should make a goal. What you're going to accomplish, and it should be a lofty goal. Rabbi Yankov told me in Slabotke, a lot of the the chosh of the Rabban used to go through Zloyim during Ben Azman. Because that's a, something, you know, they don't learn during the Zman. Everybody had their own Kabbalah, what they did during Ben Azman. But if you don't have a starker Kabbalah, Mashenke, and if you do, the highest level of Torah. Chaim Valoshno, he said, Seyul It's the highest level of Torah. And the second thing, equally important, is that you have to be a Kabbalah on yourselves, Mesechtis Kovach Shemayim. Mesechtis Kovach Shemayim is that everything you learned in yeshiva should be visible in you wherever you go. And it's a tremendous opportunity. The summit could turn from a liability into opportunity. That your mayim becomes nisucha mayim. That your, that your lechem becomes chal. That, that, that the Torah, the ben Torah in you, is visible in simloscha. And I don't mean dafka your clothing. Clothing also, 100%. That the manal could tell you exactly. I'm not a bucky in the clothing, chalik. But it should be visible in everything that you are. That, that, that's the spitz madrig. The spitz madrig. And that's mamish what you have now. The, the opportunity you have now in the summer is to transform the summer mamish into all the terror that you learned is going to shine. Bechol mokem shatem hochem. And David says, Olhofen shetishra shechina b'maisa yadech. Oh, you mean the wrong one.